series we're starting today is called By My Spirit. And um, if you've got a Bible, you can get it out. And looking forward to Dave praying with us a bit after this as well. Um, so the scripture is Zechariah 4 verse 6. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. So if you haven't ever heard that one, it's been one that's been staying with us for a long time, the last few months, just really sensing when James' dad, Patrick, preached, uh, when was it? November. He, he just spoke that over us prophetically, and it's been really staying with me, just in terms of how God's wanting to prompt us to live. And so um, that's what we're basing the next couple of weeks on. Um, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. So we've called this little three-week window by my spirit. And, um, oh, sorry, I just forgot to mention, if you didn't meet with your parents and you didn't meet Claire, she's got uh, Lucorna here helping her, and they've all got police clearance, contracts, and they have been trained by another church that we offered to pay them all from. They've joined <laughs> us, and it's just such a blessing to have them looking after our kids. So please go and say thank you to her. She's got such a lot of vision to disciple our children. So we're really excited by that. Um, that's cl- she's downstairs. Please go and just say hello to her if you haven't met her yet. And um, I, I, I read a book um, over the holiday by, about a guy called Reese Howells. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yes. You've heard of him. He's probably the most famous intercessor of the last hundred years. He's from Wales. And uh, a phrase that just stood out to me was he... he been going through, I'm not going to give you the whole Reese Howell story today, we'll do that over the next few weeks, but um, he'd been going through a lot of things and learning what intercession is and what it looks like to be a person of prayer. And he arrived at a point where he said this thing and he said, I, I, I realize that now he has entered. He was talking about the Spirit. And he, he'd, been, he'd been a believer and he'd been a Christian and he'd understood who God is and the Trinity of God and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But he'd been in some way not living with a sense of he's within me and and that just whacked me this whole holiday has he entered are we living with that sense of he has entered us he's within me and and we're not questioning it we're not doubting it we are just confidently standing on the hope that he's within so just say that to someone next to you he's within you or even if you can go a bit further he's entered you it sounds strong it was. It just stood out to me in such a profound way this holiday. Just saying, Holy Spirit, would you enter? Would you enter? Would you enter? That I would know the fullness of who you are within me. There's such a huge difference between, you know, just us surrendering our lives um, and giving them to the hands of God, like just saying, God, take my life and you can live my life. Uh, you know. I surrender it to you. There's such a big difference between that and actually letting God live His life through us. From within us. There's such a big difference between saying, I surrender my life to you, I surrender today to you, Lord, than saying, live your life through me. You live your life, Spirit, through me. And that's what we're really trying to go after in this little series, about by my Spirit. That by the end of this, hopefully we all have shifted a little bit to a revelation of our, of our lives being given up to God and our bodies being holy temples. So let's read a couple of scriptures. In, in Romans 8 um, verse 14 it says, The mature children of God, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So we know that's, like, that's the high mark for us that 
when we, when, how do we know we're maturing in God is when we're moved by His impulses. Um, <clears throat> I want to read something from a very famous person that was one of my heroes in the faith, a guy called Lonnie Frisbee. He says, I believe that God can't do anything unless we're acquainted and reacquainted with the one who does the work. Because you can't do it on your own. You just end up out there selling Jesus like vacuum cleaners. But with power and with true knowledge of, the Holy, of who the Holy Spirit is, it's a marvelous work. And we don't want to be people sort of walking around trying to peddle vacuum cleaners. I don't think people do that anymore. That was obviously a thing then. Um, or do they? They do. They do. I don't know when last you had someone at your door with a vacuum cleaner. But the, the, the sense of just that powerlessness of, of, the, of the cold call. A person trying to sell you fiber. That's probably the most co- frequent one now. At your door, would you like to sign up for fiber? And you just look at them and just like, that's such a pity that you have to walk around trying to sell fiber and your offering is just not good and there's so much competition and everything. And much of our presentation of Jesus actually is, is like that. And there's a, there's a massive invitation for us to become acquainted and reacquainted with who the Holy Spirit is and to move and to be people who are offering Jesus with the power by His Spirit. So, that's what we're trying to teach into and get into today. Yeah. So, Holy Spirit, would you come right now? Make us available to you. Make us teachable to you. Father, I pray that whatever's in each one of us in the room, you'd open up. You'd unlock. Just my words might help, but Father, that, that you would send your Spirit to do something within us, in each one of us. And just make ourselves available, teachable, ready. Yeah, you come. Would you come right now? Just open up the true knowledge to each one of us right now, who your spirit is. Just sense that. I want to just release that and speak that. In the name of Jesus, that we want to know the true, the true Holy Spirit. Not just the sense or something, but we want to get an understanding of who you are within us. And for some of us, not having the Spirit within us, I'm so excited for you to be introduced to the Holy Spirit today. Yeah. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, I'm going to give you three scriptures. 1 Corinthians 6 19, Romans 12 verse 1, and Colossians 3, 2 to 3. 1 Corinthians 6 19 says this, Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the Spirit of Holiness, who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer, for the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside your sanctuary. You were God's expensive purchase, paid for with the tears of blood. So by all means then, use your body to bring glory to God. So He's done this thing where He's given us His very body in exchange for ours. And He's inviting us today to offer ourselves up as our body's up to Him as a temple. And it's, it's so wonderful just to be invited to say, He needs a temple for His Spirit to live through. Not for us to feel the pressure, but just for Him to move and live through. And then in Romans 12 verse 1 it says, Beloved friends, what should be our prayer response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be His sacred living sacrifices. And live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Verse 2, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of, of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. 
And he says, he's saying to us, your body must, I want, I want your body, I want the living sacrifice. I want all of it. And we've often said, as I said earlier, as we start off, like I surrender myself to you as a sacrifice, but he actually wants us. He wants us, not just a surrendered moment. He wants us to be living sacrificially, offering ourselves up, the cost of saying over and over again, I'm yours, not mine. What would you do right now? What would you have me be doing? How would you have me be living, moving? He wants it without reserve. And the, the, the question that I just I discovered in reading Reese Howells' life stories, two people can't reside in the same body. And when he enters, he needs room to have his way. And he's asking us, will, will you give me your body? Will you... Give me yourself. Will you offer yourself up to me as a sacrifice? And it's a, it sounds like quite a costful cost that we're going to give up so much. But obviously we, we're going to get there in the sense of knowing why it's worth it. But that's the question he's asking us today. Will we give him, are we willing to really give ourselves up to let go of some of our things, some more of our things? They have a lifestyle that lets go every day. Learning just to let go, to give up, to give up, to give up. Because of Him. Because of the life He wants to live through us. Yeah. So I hope that picture stays with you. That it's difficult for two people to live in the same body. And if we've truly said Jesus, we've died to ourselves and we are now alive to you. And we need to learn how to practice that. And that's an invitation that He wants, He's drawing us into. Colossians 3, verse 2 and 3, it says this, Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your, your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God and Christ. And he says, if I come in, I'm going to come in as God. And you must leave. Because I come in as God. Am I, am I the God or am I not? That's the question he's asking us. If I come in and I say, and, I, and, I, and you make room for me, then I come and I'm God. And if, and, 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 and if you don't get that, then we're going to be constantly living short of actually being living sacrifices, having offered ourselves up to God. It's a beautiful invitation for all of us. I really feel like the Spirit's wanting to draw us as a church to just learning to live the life of the Spirit by His Spirit, by His Spirit, His Spirit living His life through us. That it's going to change a lot of things about how we make decisions, about our future planning, about what we do and don't do, how we live and where we go and what we spend on and what we decide to do and not. Because it's going to be led. It's going to be as He is living His life through us. And God says He won't mix Himself with us. It's impossible. Anyone remember Benny Hinn? What a legend, they're the outfits. He's got a book called um, Good Morning Holy Spirit, and it just came to my mind. And I think he's someone who models relationship with the Spirit in a beautiful way. I don't know much more about him, but he said this, he said, the Holy Spirit must be understood as a concrete person of the Trinity rather than some ethereal, abstract figure. How many of you would say that you've lived quite a large part, don't feel any embarrassment? of your understanding of who the Holy Spirit is as kind of an ethereal, abstract figure? Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. 
And I, I, I feel like God's inviting us to discover who the person of the Holy Spirit is today. Yeah. And so the person of the Holy Spirit was in Jesus as we've been offered that exact same life. So the Holy Spirit lived his life through Jesus. That's what made it possible for Jesus to live a sinless life in the flesh. So the person of the Holy Spirit lived through Jesus and made things possible. And as we sort of, we striving to like, I want to live holier, holier, holier. In our sort of way, because we've heard truth and we know it's good. But yet when we do it by the Spirit, there's just this ease. There's such an ease. We're not anymore living our lives. We are allowing the Spirit to live His life through us. Yeah. So this, the Holy Spirit is a, is a person with faculties like you and me, with, with all, the, all the intelligence, the love, the will, and He comes and lives within us in some mysterious way. In the Spirit realm, we have this realm. Sorry, I got that word wrong. In the Spirit realm. Um, <laughs> For those of you that don't know, one of our favorite preachers in this church pronounces it Rehaum. Sorry, that's an in-house joke. I'm trying not to do too many of those. And also Christ. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Rehaum of Christ. Yeah, he must be given full possession of our body. And we've often thought of the Holy Spirit as kind of like this influence that just comes. And like changes a meeting or makes us a little bit warm or tingly, you know, like an influence. It just has a little bit of a thing. Like if James was creamy enough this morning, the Spirit would come and the singing and there'd be this influence. You know what I mean? We've had that kind of a sense of this ethereal influence that comes over us or comes on our lives and sometimes we're driving and we get this like sense of, you know, this, this, this goosebumps or this thing. And it's like an experience that we have with the Spirit. But the Spirit's actually a person. And that's actually a touch from the person of the Spirit coming and actually bringing His presence into our midst. And I really believe we're going to move away from, we've talked about this over many years, but I really believe this is the year we're going to move away from this visitation kind of place where the Spirit visits us to the Spirit living from within us. As Graham Cook said all those years ago, visitation culture versus habitation culture. It's this sense of He's living His life within us. We don't get here together and go like, Jesus, I hope He shows up today. No, He's with us. My life is with Him. And everything starts to look quite different. Everywhere we are. We go into a space, I'm getting sidetracked, but we go into a space, and not, not because the space has got some, an aura, we influence the space because the presence of God has arrived. Very simply. Not because we ask God, would you come with me this time? No, because He's living His life through me. And the, the, the mere fact that I'm in this space is because the Spirit has led me to be in this space. And some of us, um, some of us feel like we're busy being crucified at the moment. Anyone want to uh, put it up? We're busy being crucified. Yeah, a little bit. Thanks for Jess and I being honest. Thanks everyone else in this church. <laughs> Wonderful. We want to build a culture of vulnerability here. Yeah? So Jess and I are modeling it. And just want to say thanks to all of you that aren't. For, <laughs> Um, if you haven't yet heard of the new trend on Instagram, vulnerability, uh, you should check it out. Um, it's amazing what's happening on Instagram. Everyone's sort of seeing that vulnerability is in fashion, so they're doing these massive posts that actually have no vulnerability in them, but they're very long, and they say all kinds of stuff, but they don't say what's actually going on in you. But it appears to be incredibly deep and meaningful and all about you. Struggles and everything. And Brené Brown calls that floodlighting. It's like, I'm showing you everything. So 
you now think I'm, you know, I've, I've born it all, so you know me. But actually, it's the opposite. It's a protection mechanism to get you away. That is a, a little free note from Brené Brown for all of you. <laughs> and the girls here will appreciate that I'm doing that, eh? Because yeah. they are Brené Brown fans. There's a, there's a, there's a club here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Leanne. If you want to borrow the DVDs and you have a DVD player, I'm sure Leanne will lend them to you. Second part will be more challenging, getting the DVD player. So, so we believe in God as one and three at the same time. And I don't know if you remember Gaz a few years ago. He's done it a couple of times. He, he did this beautiful little skit for us. And I'm not going to do it this morning. But this sort of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit dancing in this beautiful little thing. And we had people dressed up as a lion. and a, what, uh, Was it a bunny? A bear? An angel? I forget. It was just funny. Someone must find that picture and show everyone. We believe in God as, as three, but yet one at the same time. And so how, the fact that it's possible for God to be three in one means that that's exactly how we get to be three in one. Fully in Christ. And fully in the Father and fully in the Spirit at the same time. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's this beautiful dance of intimacy that's going on. And that was that skit that we had. The circular dance between the Father, God the Father, Jesus the Son and the Spirit. And all three are existing all the time in harmony. And there's never, there's never conflict. So if this... If Jesus has said something, the Spirit's never going to conflict with that. So if, if you, how do you test, is this the Spirit or not? Well, is it in line with Scripture? And is it in line with what, what, the, what, what Jesus would be doing in this situation? So it's quite easy to say, someone might come up to you and say, I believe the Spirit's doing this. And you look at them and you go, there's a verse that directly contradicts that. So get away from me, Satan. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. It's very, it's very clear when there's a conflict. When there should never be a conflict between the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And it's very obvious and easy for us to discern that when we're living by the Spirit. And obviously basing our lives on Scripture. And um, in this dance, in the beginning we read in Genesis that, that God created the heavens and the earth. And the Spirit was right there, in the, in the, right in the beginning, hovering over the water. Genesis, the first verse, second verse. It's the Spirit from, right from the beginning. The Spirit has been permeating, flooding, filling every part of our lives, of creation, of everything. And so when the world talks about being spiritual, what we actually understand from a scriptural perspective is having a little encounter with the Spirit of God. So when you say, yeah, I'm quite spiritual, I do yoga, I do meditation, I'm contemplative, I have sort of a moment, I encounter God. What you're doing is you're just touching a little part of who God really is. It's a little part, because He's within and He's around with all of us. So that is why some of those things you do encounter God in. You won't get the full picture of Jesus, but you'll get a little test. He's, he's drawing us with that stuff. So, and later as we see in Jesus' ministry, he goes to John the Baptist and he gets baptized and then the Spirit comes upon him. I was going to do a wonderful skit of getting us all to do a pylon in the middle to experience what it would be like for one of us to be under all of us coming upon you. So now I've given you the mental picture. A big pile of us. Just, just imagine the weightiness of God Himself coming upon you. And coming to dwell within you. And to have His life lived through you. And He, he obviously says to Jesus, This is my Son, and with whom I'm well pleased. And the Spirit descends and actually comes within Him. And from that moment on, the Spirit has been available to all of us. From that moment on, the Spirit, the spirit that descended and came upon Jesus has been available to all of us. Everything Jesus did at that moment, his ministry started. He went from there into the desert and he, he was able to defeat the enemy because of the spirit that was within him. So we don't go against the enemy without the spirit. And so he, the spirit came upon him and then he was led into the, into the wilderness and had the three tests. 
from Satan and he defeated him. And after this defeating moment, he was able to operate freely. He had free dominion and you start to see that in his ministry. All the healings and everything just starts to go wonderfully crazy. So as the Spirit, will, that will be the sign for many of us. As the Spirit starts to live his life from within us, we'll start to see that life will flow as it did for Jesus. So I'm asking you that question again this morning, just to keep reminding you. Who is living in your body? Can you just say it to someone? Ask them. You don't have to answer. I don't want to make you awkward, but I want you to remember it. Who is living in your body? Some of you are already answering. I can see. It's me. And the Spirit's inviting us to come. Two persons with different wills can never live in the same body. As I said earlier, if God comes in, He comes in as God and we must go out. And God's not asking us to give Him our service. He's asking us to lay down our lives as a sacrifice to Him. He doesn't want your service here to help, whatever. He wants us to lay down our lives as a sacrifice. In Luke 9, 24, it says, For who, for who, who's, yes, it's a hectic word, whosoever. Whenever you see that in the Bible, think of me, because I battle. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. It's like this completely contradictory thing. If you want to keep it, you've got to lose it. He doesn't want our service. He wants us to give up ourselves. If you agree with that, would you say amen? Amen. If you agree, no pressure. And our bodies become these temples and He dwells within us and, and He works through our bodies. And we find in all that we need, we find everything that we need in Jesus. And so we don't have this, we don't have this, this grand privilege of now He gets to use me. No, 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 He's met our needs in Jesus. Our needs have been met. And we've offered ourselves up because we've seen Jesus. And we've said, wow, Jesus, you gave your life for me. That was so worth it. I want to give my life back to you as a living sacrifice. And that's it. That's all we get. We don't get promised any other glory besides Jesus because all our needs are met in Jesus. Say that to someone quickly. All of your needs are met in Jesus. Yeah? Those of you that are wrestling with things that you're wondering how, all of our needs are met in Jesus. And if he's not that sufficiently, that's my prayer today, that you're going to touch something of him that will go deeper in that. All our needs are met in Jesus. And we're not promised anything more than Jesus. We get to take Psalm 37. We get to take delight in him. That's it. That is our life. That is our road that we've been offered and provided by a loving father. We now get to take delight in Jesus. And he knows the desires of our hearts. Go read Psalm 37 again. So I just want to read from Galatians 2. Got about five minutes to go. Um, Galatians 2 verse 20, it says this. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. Who loves me so much that he gave himself for me. And he dispenses his life into mine. I don't know if any of you were just feeling anxious about Monday. But when you read this and you discover this, everything just shifts and changes. Because all of a sudden we're not pressured on to what the heck are we going to do on Monday. 
His life has been dispensed into us. And we're just learning how to become aware that He's dispensing His life over and over again into us. And as we enter onto our Monday morning with the challenges or the things that are facing us, we need to stay re- renewed and refreshed to the fact that His life is being dispensed into us and we get to live our lives as Him. Does it help you? I hope it does because it's helping me a lot in that sense. Of, I'm not the problem anymore. Satan, the enemy, things that are coming against the kingdom of God, those are the major issues. The other things are not the problem. So uh, my invitation is to walk with the Spirit and to begin to intercede, to begin to pray, to begin to break open, to begin to see His kingdom come. That's the main problem. No, your boss or your spreadsheet or your list or the numbers or too much money, all that stuff. It's not the problem. It's the kingdom coming. Yeah. Ah, no. It's wonderful. It's wonderful stuff. So, if he comes, we've got to, we have to be willing to be put to the cross. So we're going to have an invitation this morning, again, to start a next de- the next decade being put to the cross ourselves. I'm not going to pressurize any of you, but that's the invitation of God over and over again. When you, when you wake up today, will you put yourself to the cross because you've seen mine? You saw me go. That's Jesus speaking. And He comes and He lives in our body and He lives His life through us for the sake of the lost, the hurting, the broken world around us. Not for the sake of our comfort and our pleasure and our prosperity. It might be a side. And he uses that and he wants to use that as a vehicle, but it's for the lost and the broken and the hurting. And that's why I believe he's put us next to a squatter camp in Woodstock. Just like, what's, what's it going to look like if you imagine all of us start to get involved with this up in one person this year by his spirit in this neighborhood? Exciting times. So it's, it's, when, it's, it's when we are at our end that. God can then start to begin. As we put ourselves to the cross and He can then begin. Our extremity, our point of, of, of just complete fallenness, just broken, I don't know how to get up from this place, is God's opportunity. And there's this invitation for us over and over again. To, we don't get to come to God and say, look, look here God, this is what I can offer. This is, how I, this is what I come with. I bring this. In James's case, I bring these massive gifts of His creamy singing and my guitar and my pure life I've lived and everything God you can this, this is me we don't we get to come to God and to be put to the cross just like he does because we are just as fallen and in that his spirit then begins to live his life through us and I hit a, a runner's wall uh, the other day and then my brother helped me through it it was like after quite a few k's and I hadn't hit a wall before, but the year before I'd seen him hit a wall, so I knew what it looked like when you just can't run further. And I just was the opposite of him. He was very crazy. He was very kind. He like holds your hand and brings you through. I was teasing him. So that was the year before. But I've changed now. It's 12 months later. And I've grown. You can always grow. That's the gift. You can always grow. And so he just helped me and he brings you. And that's, when, that's God's opportunity for us. As I hit this wall and I had like another 15 k's to go. And, and he just, he just, that was his, that's when, the, that's when the father's most excited. When you said, I can go no further. And he says, yeah, but you've got 15 Ks to go. Let me take you. And so I, I, I really am excited 
for each one of us of how it begins to look. Our lives begin to shift and change when we are living by His Spirit. Not a cocktail of by His Spirit at times when He comes as this ethereal presence who we enjoy from time to time, but literally living by His Spirit and putting ourselves on the altar before Him. It's not a, a fun one to hear because many of you are thinking, okay, this afternoon I can't watch TV because I've got to be interceding. Or, you know, that meal I was going to eat, I have to now go give it away if that's how the Spirit's leading. But how wonderful to be living our lives by the Spirit. It's going to be most alive. Yeah? Seeking the kingdom first. Everything else that we've ever needed is added. Everything we might ever desire gets added. Yeah. So I'm just going to wrap it up with um, this verse from Acts. Um, <clears throat> Acts 1 verse 7. And it says this. Jesus answered them, The Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that is prepared by His own authority. But I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power. And you'll be my messengers to Jerusalem, Judea, Woodstock and South Africa and the, and the world and the remotest corners of earth. <clears throat> and the love of God begins to be this distinguishing mark that the Spirit of God has come upon us. You've been sitting there going, do I have the Spirit within me? Do you have love within you that, um, that has no ounce of desire for return? That's what the Spirit of God looks like within us. The truest kind of love that is selfless and sacrificial that says I, I I want you to know that you are loved and I'll do it at any cost to me that's a mark of the spirit within us so let's stand together I hope this has been helpful I'm going to have an opportunity opportunity to pray and uh, <clears throat> for some of us a word the Spirit said to me the other day this might speak to you he asked me this question in the holidays he said to me do you want to be safe or do you want to be in my world and for some of us it's how we we're needing something a little bit stronger we're needing to just sort of have a double shot just to hear a more direct thing from God so if that was for you as you're standing there I just want to pray over you right now for the boldness and the courage to step into what it is that God has for you right now in Jesus name so you can just open up your hands I'm just going to do a bit of praying I've got a couple of notes for prayer things so if, if if that was for you about being safe or being in the will of God and wanting to put yourself on the altar again sacrificing again and saying I put myself my dreams my ambitions the things that I've been pursuing of my safety my well-being I give it to you again and I lay myself down as a living sacrifice before you. Just say boldness right now in Jesus' name. Courage right now in Jesus' name. That you'd come by your spirit amongst us. You'd stir something deep within us. And that the voice, the still sweet voice, you would hear again from deep within us. From deep within us. Just come upon us, Holy Spirit. Come upon us, Holy Spirit. Come upon us. Come upon us right now. And we just, we just let the... The, sac- the sacrifices rise to you as, 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 a, as our offering, God. The sacrifices of our lives just rise to you as our praise offering because of your worthiness, Jesus. There's, been, there's never been anyone like you, Jesus. There's never been anyone like you, Jesus. 
so pure, so loving, so wonderful, so accepting, so faithful. You've shown us, you've shown us humanity, the dream of the Father, and we want to offer ourselves up to you. To be your disciples, to be your followers, to apprentice in your ways. So come now by your Spirit. Come. Come by your Spirit and receive our offering to you again. Not because we want something in return, Father, but because we've seen you and we've just discovered your beauty. I pray for some of you that are sort of saying, why would I give my life to Jesus? The Holy Spirit would come and reveal to you the beauty of Christ right now. By His Spirit. By His Spirit. By His Spirit. And God's also wanting to release some forgiveness here this morning. I want to release something over you in Jesus' name that you're going to breathe in the forgiveness which is, which is the oxygen of the kingdom. Forgiveness is the oxygen within which we live and move and have life. Forgiveness we've discovered and the forgiveness we extend to others. So just breathe it in again right now. If you're just feeling condemned, guilt, shame, anything, just breathe it in. Just say, I just, as I stand here, I breathe in again, Father, your forgiveness that you freely extend to me. I breathe it in. And you just breathe out the, the lies, the shame, the condemnation where you doubt that forgiveness that's on your life. Just form us and shape us, Father, by your forgiveness again together. Spirit. I also sense that God wanting to do something in this thing of trust today. There's been there's been some stuff that's gone on for a couple of us, two or three of us specifically, maybe more, but where trust has been broken. And God wants to set us up again to say, You can trust me. You can trust me as a father, you can trust me, you can trust my love, that I'll care for, that I'll look after, that I'll provide for, that I've got your best interests, that I know about that situation. You can trust Him. So if that's you, just open up your hands and just receive right now by His Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and just do that work. Just do that thing. Come Holy Spirit and just do that right now. Let your trust just enter you. We just want to be these children who are just so trusting of you at every turn. in this place, I just want to remind you of two things and we're going to, then we're going to continue praying for another two or three minutes. The Spirit of God doesn't want to be boxed in. It doesn't want to be boxed in. So we saw it, you've seen it in churches like the Methodism or whatever kind of churches. You know, they've formed something on methods and there's been some wonderful stuff in that and God's done that in the past. But what He wants to do with us is to, to help us understand and discover a person who has different ideas and different approaches at different times. And so don't allow the lies of the enemy to come and say, no, you tried it this way and now that means it doesn't work. The Spirit is doing a new thing over and over again. He's always doing a new thing with us. And we mustn't just become people who are free to allow the Spirit to move and live His life through us. So it might be the most ludicrous idea, ridiculous idea that comes out of nowhere, but it's the Spirit prompting us to live and to move and to change the way we see things. So just be reminded of that. And then the second thing is this, just... Be reminded to keep coming back 
to our first love and the forgiveness that He extends to us. As we're trying to journey, don't be hard on yourself saying, I don't know, I'm not hearing the voice of God or is this the Spirit of God? Just, 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 just say, I'm just going to come back again to my first love, to the forgiveness that He's extending to me over and over again. Just be reminded of that. And so, if you've got a, a need for prayer, um, you... We'd love to pray with you. If there's something deep going on inside of your heart, we'd love to pray with you. And if you have a physical ailment, we'd love to pray with you. So um, I'm going to be up here available to pray. And if you are there, really don't feel uncomfortable at all, just to look around you. Just to say to someone, hey, I'm needing a little bit of prayer. Just ask the person next to you just to pray. They won't touch you inappropriately. They'll just put a gentle hand on you. And just say, Jesus, we bless what you're doing with this person. So that's you. Just, just stay in that posture of wanting... God to be able to, to, to bless you. And if you've got a physical ailment, especially, I'd love to pray with you. So let's just go for that. If, you, if, if something that's been said has been uh, sort of standing out to you, ask someone to pray with you. Just begin to bless what God is doing in you to make this sacrifice possible. Yeah, by His Spirit. I'm going to get them to keep playing. Otherwise, you're most free to go. It's 11 o'clock. Thank you so much for coming. I hope that you had a good time.
the series we're starting today.